That bumper thing's weird, huh? Throwback in my view. It's been a while since I had one of these, so things could get wild tonight, folks. God bless. Tango, is that all thing in America? Hmm. Well, now I'm confused. Wait, is Tango not a thing in the United States? It's not a thing. Right, hang on. Let me try and find, like... Because usually what happens is it's like an equivalent, you know what I mean? Tango. Right, hold on. Everyone calm down. Fucking hell. Calm it down, please. Tango. No, not Skype. That's something very different. What? What the fuck's going on here? Tango drink. Yes. That's what I'm drinking. I don't know. It's like Fanta, I guess. We have Fanta too, though, so they're not the same. You know what I mean? Here's a Great Britain thing. There you go. There you go, folks. You learn something new every day. Um, a scoop for you here. Tango is, an, is a near exclusive of the British Isles. So... There you go. I hope everyone is well. I'm back once again for uh, a stream for some reason. Um, this piece of shit was invited on this stream and said he was in bed. So he's obviously doing a great job of getting asleep. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I got like an hour's sleep. I woke up. I got a text from Monty that said, this could this could be an emergency live stream right now. And I was like, oh my God, something's happened. You know, I thought like, you know, CM Punk has quit. They've put Eddie Kingston in his place. St. Crazy's happened, I don't know. And then I just clicked on the message and it was like, Jeff Jarrett's left the World Wrestling Federation as well. I mean, I don't know if that was ever going to be an emergency stream necessarily. Money, but I appreciate the bit. Scared the shit out of me. Um, I've been awake since then. I had about 20 bookmarked tweets to work through, which is a new thing I do for my, in my frenetic life. Now I just sort of hit bookmark on every tweet that's vaguely interesting and then scroll through them later. It doesn't really help me in any way or save time, but it's like a thing I do. So, so there's that. And, um, and, uh, yeah. So I was at Rev Pro yesterday, guys. Revolution Pro Wrestling. Wrestling at its best. Well, that's the catchphrase. That isn't my that isn't my description. I mean, it, to be fair, it has its moments, you know what I mean? But in all seriousness regarding Double J, he may do some GCW, but it's absolutely so that he can work uh, this promotion with Comrade. Like, that's genuinely what's going to happen, which is... It's going to be art because that probably means that Jeff is going to be like... I'm going to assume Jeff's been one of the top heels of the promotion, which is fucking hilarious for a range of reasons. And ensures that I'll watch it. Um, Connie building around, like... I even know who Comrade will build around. I don't know. Who's even out there anymore? You know, the game's changed, brother, brother. Triple Ball has signed everyone. 
he's going to sign everyone. But if that being said, if he doesn't sign Johnny Gargano or Johnny Gargano doesn't want to go back, Gargano versus Jeff Jarrett as a main event program is the kind of thing that dreams are made of. So you get what you get, I suppose. Um, I was not flying the NXT Europe flag. There was some NXT UK references. Uh, thoughts on Wesley Blake and the All League Fleet. I'm actually surprised it's this long. He has a very good reputation in the in the in the game. He's a good worker. There's absolutely nothing for him to do in AEW unless they can like find him a partner that's more exciting. Um, because they are kind of slim on heel tag teams. So like, if you can find a team for him, maybe you could do something. But generally, there's not anything for him. He's a good worker though. So hopefully he gets some sort of gig and. Maybe in Ring of Honor or some shit. I don't know. I've stopped caring about the roster size. I just kind of pop for dude that I like in a gig, you know. But he's he's a good pairist. I mean, Blake and Murphy was uh, were like real victims of time because when Blake and Murphy were the top heel team, their top baby faces were the Vault Villains and Enzo and Cass, which was not what FTR got for most of their run. They did get some Enzo and Cass, but then they got American Alpha and then they got DIY. I would like to see Blake and Murphy get a chance to rest for those teams, you know, but you get what you get, I suppose. Um, yeah, the Lucha Dragons, and they had some fucking terrible matches with the Lucha Dragons. Jesus, the, the takeover match, they fuck up every spot in that match. There you go. That's fair. That's fair. They're, they're not a bad team, and that was... Well, I don't know if they were a bad team. I can't remember anything they did as a team, to honest with you. But I know that those matches were a disaster, which is unfortunate. Um, Blake and Murphy were kind of baby faces in that program. Like, if you go out and watch that stuff, they're just, like, doing babyface matches and doing high spots to each other. I don't know. Um, so, Revolution Pro Wrestling, those don't have a promotion here in Great Britain. Uh, they are partners with New Japan Pro Wrestling. You may have heard of them, the ones with the lion. They had a little show here this evening at York Hall. It was their second night of the 10th anniversary event. Uh, last night was a main event by Will Ospreay and Speedball Mike Bailey. Um, and then this night featured both of those men in different matches, but was the culmination of a sort of extended story within Rev Pro about young Ricky Knight Jr. overcoming old Billy Oz and winning the, the British uh, heavyweight title. I have to say, folks, I don't know how this is going to go when the match makes tape. It was not, you know, it, there was things to it that I know will, will annoy people. For example, the fact if you don't if you want to watch the match fresh, then stop watching me because obviously I was there live, so I'm gonna say stuff that happened in the match. But um there was two ref bumps. They definitely went too long. There was a table bump that while it popped me, probably didn't have much. And it was definitely a less like a, a an exercise in excess. With all that being said, it has got to be one of the more magical things that I've been in the building for. Um, the atmosphere for Knight Jr. and Osprey is honestly, I don't know if it will come across on tape. It's one of the most electric things I've ever experienced in my fandom. And I've been very lucky to see some very, very cool things, both, you know, here and on that WrestleMania weekend that I did. Like, I've been very fortunate to see some great wrestlers in that building tonight. Um, that, you know, you'll call, but tonight was saying else. Um, the atmosphere. The, the tension, the big fight feel was, like, breathtaking. It was very, very, very special. It actually caught me off guard how much it was because, quite frankly, the audience, you know, I'm so used to audiences being kind of, uh, 
you know, they've seen it all, right? What are you going to do? You know, oh, here's Suzuki or whoever. They pop for the stars, so on and so forth. But there's very seldom a real investment beyond that was a good match. That was a cool spot. That felt like an investment tonight. Um, when you guys see the match, it may not hit this way at all for you on tape. But in the building, it was like wild. The, the back and forth chance, how much people were into the idea of Ricky Knight Jr. winning the belt, the reaction on the finish itself. Like, it was an epic. And it was a big, you know, big drama show, as a certain middleweight champion would say. Um, it was it was a hell of a deal. Hell of a deal. And again, I'm fully aware that in a month you may come back to this, but like, that was the match, you know. But um, it was fucking awesome live. The co-main, there's a team in, in Britain here like this, kind of become the premier team for working over on the British Indies. I'm not locked in, guys. So if any of this is wrong, tell me because I don't know. Um, Sunshine Machine is like the Progress and Rev Pro Champs. They had a match, a tag time match went 25 minutes, and like, it was good. God bless them. Papa Holbert was popping huge. But I like by the end of that match, I was ready to like, you know, I was ready to snipe one of those lads. <laughs> they were very fortunate that crowd was as hot as they were because there's a the way they wrestled that co-main, there, there was a real chance that Osprey and Ricky Knight Jr. were going to wrestle to fucking silence. People were so exhausted. They did everything in that match. It was ridiculous. 25-minute match, and they did a 10-minute finish. Honestly, I think, it was, I think they did a 14, 15-minute finish. Um, they just kick-outs, which, look, God bless, but, you know. It was one of those deals where the pal Contrarian Alex would have stood up and said, go home. You know, he'd, he'd, he'd have yelled it. Um, Speedball Mike Bailey up against Leon Slater. For any of you that haven't seen Leon Slater, which I'm assuming is most of you because he's very young and very new, uh, for him in your Google machine because the kid's got a TV look already. Spectacular athlete. Like, does the Montez fall dive over the post? Uh, scares me with it every time. Incredible just leap and explosiveness on his offense. He kind of lacks the ingredients that come in between, but that's no not. I mean, the kids, like he, I think he's in the gym like 20. Um, he's going to be someone. I, I don't know how high he'll go. I've only seen him wrestle a couple of times, but you can tell just by his look and his ability, naturally so. He's going to be saying speed boys, obviously. I mean, that dude's fucking spectacular. I mean, he strikes and such. He's just, he's a great live wrestler. You know, you really have a blast watching him. He does some stuff that's like, that's my only reaction to is fuck taking that, you know. I mean, it, it, <laughs> dude does a great job being physical considering his frame. He's very believable in that sense. Um, I think other things I need to talk about. Luke Jacobs and Tony Deppen was a good time. Jacobs is kind of like, a, there's a little bit of a few guys in there. There's some Hanson in there. He does the big, the big fucking, um, you know, that deal before the, the Lariat. He seemingly has got some Joe. He done the classic, uh, what's it called? The fucking pin into the choke. You know the finish that Joe always does where a guy tries to roll him up and he pulls their their trunks and gets him in the choke. That was the finish. Um, the crowd was chanting, Jake was going to kill you. So I assume the Joe thing is a thing. If not, respect regardless. You know what I mean? Smart Joe. Uh, Tony Deppen was fucking awesome on this show. He was a complete heel. I've obviously seen Tony Deppen wrestle quite a bit. But I've never seen him here. And it appeared that there was an established deal that he's just like a dick here and no one likes him. And he was tremendous in that role. My God, was he. Crowd was calling him a wanker the whole time. He was dismissing them. He said, fuck Manchester, which was very funny. 
Um, he was tremendous. He really, really was. And he he kind of, you know, held the match together in a narrative sense. Um, so, yeah, that was good. Also, quickly circle back on the Osprey match. Ricky Knight Jr. is, um, you know, I, I immediately, I'm not quick to him. I'm very slow on these things. I don't know what's going on in British wrestling. Why would I? But um, when I saw him at the Progress Show, I was like, oh, he's, you know, you can see he's got it. Like, he's figured out that, that intangible, of that intensity and that physicality. Yeah, that dude's pretty fucking good for a 21-year-old especially. Like, you're probably going to see him on a, an international stage sooner than later, I, I would guess. But, you know, what the fuck do I know, right? I also want to give a shout-out to Chantel Jordan, who I'm told is 18, which is mind-blowing to me because I thought she was blow-away good tonight. Um, Kanji is good. I don't anyone's seen Kanji. Um, Kanji's good. I haven't quite figured out the act yet. It hasn't clicked for me, but the work is good. Chantal Jordan is like, her offense is fucking awesome. Like, she's physical. And her shit was getting, she was laying it in and everything looked good and sharp. And like, Tom says to me, oh, she's 18. I was like, fuck. You know, so there's some, there's some killers coming through. I mean, seriously, I'm not here to do Brit Ressie's back because frankly, I don't care for it to be back. I never was really into it the first time around, but. There's some cool wrestlers that are like fresh and hopefully, you know, the industry is in a better place now than it was before. I believe when I say it. And they can kind of benefit from that and, you know, reshape the perception somewhat. I will say that, you know, I went to Progress last month, went to hit this here, and both were very good shows. Rev Pro blow it away in terms of like match quality. Like there's matches on the show that I'll genuinely remember forever. It's not really the case with Progress, but they're both really good times. So. I don't know, man. God bless. I've seen some of this. I don't know if I've seen the no fan. I've seen when she won the belt when fans are back, right? She's good. She's definitely good. I just haven't seen, like, her vibe is kind of pure baby face. But she wrestles in a way that kind of makes one to be a heel. But she doesn't seem to have the personality yet to be a heel. It's, it's, it's challenging. I don't know. Your thoughts on the Blake Christian bad wrestling gif? Um, who was the guy who was wrestling? I guess was the most the most polite way to the most polite way to set this conversation up. Who did? Who was Blake wrestling? Because I didn't, I couldn't tell who it was, but I saw Blake obviously, and Blake, you know, understandably took the brunt of it, which we'll get to. But does anyone know who was wrestling? Anyone else? This is good shit. Joe Lando. Joe Lando. Do oh, I know this fella? Not the American actor, no. Who the fuck? Flight Four have just done a story with him. Oh my God. Joe Lando. Oh my God, he's in an interview with Steven Jensen. Pop. Well, anyway, I don't know who he is. Um, He's from Progress. Well, there you go. I don't fucking know. Whoever it is, it appeared to be the kind of sequence that Blake Christian does with relative regularity against a certain caliber of opponent. He maybe should have left it on the cutting room floor when wrestling Joe Lando. I don't know who Joe Lando is. Maybe it was an off night. It's one of the worst sequences I've seen. 
Um, shit happens. I need to bury the guys. They're trying their best. Is what is. The deal when they fucking both ducked at the same time, and Blake for a right hand that was so high it never would have hit Joe Landerview stand on stilts was very sad. I don't know. Um, wrestling is increasingly reliant on these like snapshot sequences where everyone whacks their fire. Happened a lot tonight. And I have no problem with it. It's effective. Live crowds like it. I think there is, there will be, a, there will be good reason for someone to say, "Can we just limit it slightly?" That's what I would say. You know, because we now have the average level of that kind of sequence is so high now. When you see it done badly, you know very apparent there's there's been been done badly so that was my take on it i don't know joe lando stephen jensen seems to like him he knows better than me um obviously blake christian's a good wrestler i i mean i've i'm not saying i'm a huge fan of him but the guy's good matches so his ways know your personnel perhaps is the answer um (laughs) i'm sorry i've just seen a tweet (laughs) um What's this House of Dragons business, anyway? Is that on now? Oh, my God. Alex is tweeting about Benny again. We've got to stop him, folks. We've got to stop the man. Crokey was fixing his TV. My God. Did I break it? I guess the reason I asked is, do you think striking for a proper punch is not being taught properly? We see this a lot, I feel. Um, I mean, Yes. Is because everyone watches, you know, everyone watches like New Japan's greatest hits on loop and just throws forearms now. Not necessarily great forearms, but everyone throws forearms. Everyone throws chops. Almost no one throws punches. So I don't even know this case of like it's been taught properly. I'm not sure it's been taught. I mean, I don't know, obviously. But that's my that's my read on it. I mean is literally, I've said this before, it's jarring. When you watch Miro shoot an angle on TV, it's actively jarring when he throws his right hands as much as he does because it rules, but like you kind of, you're reminded of how few guys throw punches in, in wrestling that, you know? You go, you go, I suppose. Um, all right, what should we do here? Should we watch wrestling or should we like, do you have any questions? Jarrett matches, my God. The one that I'm intrigued by is doing TNA stuff, but I feel like they could get me. Those fuckers. What do I have saved on my on my gimmick here? We're not going to do all elite wrestling because they beat the fuck out of everyone. Kick the shit out of you, they do. Hang on a second, folks. Bear with me. Can everyone calm down? Brian and Danielson. Brian and Danielson, that'd be a hell of a match, wouldn't it? I haven't got much here anymore. Depth charts. Um. <laughs> I mean, sure. Monty, put your depth charts in the chat. We'll respond to yours. I'm trying. I'm trying to figure out what I'm doing here on the uh, on the internet. It happens a lot. I'm trying to seek out professional wrestling. 
and then we'll watch some perhaps. But while we do that, Monty, please put your depth chart in the uh, in the gimmick. I want to do the Fed because the Fed again will absolutely be the fuck out of me. Um, has anyone got like a link to some like weird shit? That's do you know what would be an interesting bit? I wonder if we could do a Fed House show fan cam. Has anyone posted anything from Canada this weekend? That'd be interesting. We go we go full inside baseball and watch like fucking Bob Roode versus Veer from Toronto. That's probably more exciting to me than it is you. The Fed uploads so many fucking matches, man. Edge and Brock Lesnar? Who asked? I love the fake thumbnails. Full match, Roman Reigns and Goldberg versus Omos. WWE Clash at the Castle. Um, fair. Joe, do you know where Bob attacked me on Twitter yesterday? Because he's a piece of shit. Joseph falls on the former Emma and the Good Brothers free agency. Um, I feel like there's a real chance Emma's coming back, which is like, look, man, God bless her, like, good for her. But, you know, we all have this thing. We all have our glory days that we've got to let go of. And I think Triple Paul is alarmingly attached to his glory days because Emma has not wrestled a match in, with passion in about fucking five years. So, the idea of bringing her back because she was good in NXT in 2015, I don't know, man. Sure, go for it. You know, it's just puzzling to me, but whatever you want. Um, the Good Brothers, I think, will have hilariously, whether you feel like it or not, I think they have a handful of offers. Um, my guess is they are going to do mostly New Japan and do Ring of Honor TV tapings, would be my guess. I think Tony Khan enjoys them being around, but I don't think they're going to be. You know, I don't think he'd be around a lot, basically, is the best way to put it. Um, hold up, folks. Everyone calm down. I'm looking, someone's about NXT, like, house shows, and I have popped huge at this, and I'm now exploring it, but I'm trying to do it while also, <clears throat> you know, discussing professional wrestling. Do you think the Fed will bring in Deonna? Um... Yes, if you know, I think they'll make an offer. I don't know what. Um, I don't. I don't know if Deonna's into that idea. She'd rather do AEW. I would guess she'd like to do AEW more, but you know, I think Triple H is trying to make a splash in a lot of ways, and a lot of it's perception. To be honest with you, like a lot of it is just simply, you know, like. Signaling to the audience, this is a different era and we're going to make these hot signings and things are going to happen. And like, while you and I may fucking rightly be like, why is carrying cross back? I think the wider perception is, oh my God, he's doing these things that Vince Man fucked up. And that's really what Triple H is seeking right now. He's trying to kind of, to prove a point, basically. Yeah, not, not a lot of, uh, not a plethora of NXT house show matches perhaps i should type in live event because that's the preferred um term these days in the industry as we know there's rod strong on tv but that's not what we want we want saying that's you know illegal you know what i mean don't clip that i see a thumbnail of booker t on reality of wrestling which has intrigued me dolph ziggler versus theory is unfortunate 
I watched that on Monday. I don't need to do that again. Oh, I don't fucking know. Oh, fuck it. I don't know. <laughs> this last question is what wrestling tomorrow. <laughs> I need more time to prepare for this shit. I have to download the video and the whole deal. Let's just, let's just do, uh, do Q&A stuff. I'm ignoring questions while I do this anyway. Oh, my God. Zion Quinn. Joe, do you think there are any, any AEW original women do you think Triple H will try and snatch? I think a lot of them, yeah. Because, again, I think it's a perception thing. I think if you can create this idea that, like, a lot of the AEW women would rather be in WWE, that's that's one of those, like, perception wins that Triple H is more aware of than people think. Like, you guys may remember this, but when Triple H first took control of NXT, a lot of it was about perception and, like, him doing certain things from a PR perspective. Like, the way he... Remember the thing he did with Reddit where they sent him, like, a fruit basket over the fuck? He's very, like, he's aware of that stuff. And... He's aware of the kind of internet swings back and forth. He actively upset him when NXT got the shit kicked out. You may remember him talking about stuff like, there was a famous quote, if you don't like it, don't watch it, because he was annoyed by all of the kind of pushback on his vision. Uh, he wanted a certain type of wrestling. He was doing it to an extent. I mean, obviously, he had to book in a way I think he didn't love, but the presentation was his, and people were burying the presentation. It made him mad. So, you know, if you, even if it's a woman that you're not going to push to the top and she's going to be a mid-card talent, it's a signal to the industry of like, look at the shift, you know? And I think, you know, we talked about it on the green six months ago, you know, like that's just an inevitable thing with the women's division because WWE is just a better spot to be as a woman. It ain't perfect, clearly, right? In a range of ways. But you can get on TV most weeks, especially if you're on Raw. If you're on Raw right now, you be on TV most weeks, and there are very few women that are on TV most weeks in AEW. Like, it's, it's a result of time. It's also the way their rosters are split. <clears throat> I agree. I think she would go to the main roster, actually, Chuck. Because, again, it's another one of those things, one of those changes, you know. Um, look at this piece of shit. I would agree that Emma is better than Tamina or Dana, Yes. I would argue there is a better option than either, but yes, I would agree that with that sentiment, that's fair. Joe, please rank your favorite Scorsese movies. Hold the phone. We part layer boxed. Because I don't want to do a thing where I like make a fool of myself, you know, because people can see my letter boxed. I don't want I don't want to say something, everyone goes, Well, you were fucking lying there, dipshit. Oh, my. All right, here we go. For some reason, I haven't rated Rachel Ball. <sighs> One second. <laughs> that was alarming. Okay. I've got... Um, I've got Taxi Driver at four and a half, which is going to be the top. He actually splits the top spot with King of Comedy. I haven't rated many of here on on his on here. Why have I not rated many of them? Raging Bull, I probably haven't watched in a long time, but that's like a four and a half deal. Um, what else have I got here? Hmm. My God, I haven't even read Gangs of New York. I don't love Gangs of New York. 
I'm now scrolling out. Now I'm like just upset with my own letterboxed. Hmm. I don't know. I'm going to revisit this. This is going to be an ongoing segment on the Burt that may or may not still exist. I don't know. All I'll say is that I'm a king of comedy guy, not a taxi driver guy. That's what I'll say. Hot take. King of comedy is very divisive, especially when it came out. But um, I think it's aged so well because Stan culture has immortalized it forever. Um, right. I'm very mad at myself, like, having Raging Bull Raid. Nothing worse when you finally, you know, happened to me the other day. I raided something the other day and I was like, fuck. I've been slacking this whole time, you know what I mean? They did. They loved the handshake pictures. You're right. You think Jade could go to the Fed? No, I don't. Um, I think Jade would, honestly, and I, I don't know the woman, so maybe I'm completely wrong. I think she would fucking hate that schedule. <laughs> I think she would hate it. I think she would honestly hate the way they're kind of just structured to begin with. I don't, I don't think that'll be a thing. That's just me. Again, it's loosening up, so maybe it can happen, but I don't think so. General thoughts on the world class you've watched, world class Friday, um, one word. Unique. Much more, um, much more, uh, what do you call it? Which much more in-ring reliant than I would have expected. Honestly, very few. Um, I mean, there's angles, but it's, it's really in-ring reliant in a way that I'm not used to, honestly, for an old territory. Old territories, for me, my mind is squash matches, promos, 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 squash matches, promos, promos, promos. That's not how world-class works. So from a former perspective, it's interesting. It's eye-opening in a lot of ways because you realize how much you can do with so little i mean that roster really there's like 10 guys on, on a month of tv and they just rotate them and obviously there's some no finishes but again as we talk about a million times i expect that from old school old, old school progress so yeah it's, it's very very interesting as like a case study for sure you like kubrick um i haven't seen enough to give you a strong take like genuinely like there's Shit that I just haven't got to on that front, but um, but but sure, man. I mean, I'm I'm not I'm I'm not an expert, so I can't really speak to it much. But I'll eventually report back to you when I finally get those films off my list that Papa Holbert will always cite to me. You know, yeah, factual. That sneeze was out of nowhere, brother. Yeah, there's a lot of films I'm actually because a lot. The thing I do with Letterboxd a lot is I got it like a couple of years ago, pandemic or whatever, and I rate films for the most part, like when I watch them, for the most part. Oh, fuck, my name tag's on. Hold on. This thing's whole shit, man. Hello, everyone. Um, look at this. Tope gave it the full five, Raging Bull. Four and a half. De Niro's incredible, man. De Niro's, he's just otherworldly. Like, it's kind of one of those things where you hear about it so much that when you go back and watch the films, you can kind of do that thing where you think it's going to be, like, overstated or misplaced. And then you see him in those films, like, oh no, he's fucking the best, you know. He's the he's the greatest. He's incredible. 
Yeah, there you go. Schedule. Mm-hmm. This is your family now. That's the famous. I'm not a Vince Russo fan. I actually think he's a fucking idiot. But um, he has got a funny story, funny, famous story about, you know, he said to Vince about, you know, I'm working SmackDown now and I can't, I don't see my family much. And he, he claims, and I believe this, he was like, <laughs> my man was like, you know, do we not pay you enough? Do you can get someone to look after your kids? Which sounds like some Vince McMahon shit. And that's very hard to adjust to <clears throat> as a normal person. So, not that Vince Russo is normal again. He's a complete fucking buffoon. Um, but you get what you get, I suppose. How many WWE Studios movies have you seen, brother? On the distraction, we used to do a movie review podcast. Tuesday used to be movie reviews, right? So, I've seen... Let me let me go through these here. Let me click off mine, Scorsese. Let me, let me rate by lowest rating. And then I go through this, okay? So we immediately see 12 rounds two with Randy Orton. Gave that half a star. The Chaperone, half a star. Countdown with Dolph Ziggler, half a star. Wrestlers vs. Zombies isn't WWE Studios, but it felt necessary to mention it, half a star. Um, Knucklehead, half a star. Secret Agent Cop, also not Dolby Studios, but, you know, still half a star. Wrong Side of Town, not Dolby Studios, but still half a star. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm scrolling into these films that we reviewed now. <laughs> uh, the, the Netflix film, The Main Event, No Holds Barred, Marine 5, Santa's Little Helper, Scooby-Doo and the Curse of the... Speed Demon, WWE motion picture. Now I'm into two. Now I'm into like two star films. There's no way any of these are WWE, right? There's one Bill Goldberg slasher that's not. It's not a WWE flick, but in terms of wrestling movies, it's kind of fun. There you go. Yeah, I don't really do the movies anymore, right? As far as I know. Not really. No, I um. They're actually showing. At the cinema I go to, they're showing some uh, some Bollywood flicks, and I'm like intrigued. But this, I find it hard to keep up with the schedule of films that I'm like actively pursuing. So, yeah, I, have no, I honestly have no experience with any of those things. Just, just so it's kind of a, a thing I'm, I'm ignorant to, unfortunately. Um, Santa Slay, there you go. Um, what was I going to say? Oh fuck! I had to. I had to, now I've read all those films. And it's jarred me. It's like sort of brought back horrific memories of making notes on those things. You know, terrible time. The page, the center one with Page was was WWE. I think, yeah. Oh, fine with my family. Sorry, <laughs> my bad. Um, that was not. I think that was like its own thing. That was Dwayne Johnson and uh, and uh, Stephen. Stephen Merchant, right? I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm wondering what use it's supposed to have to me that someone has uploaded Kurt Angle versus Samoa Joe at a house show, but in five second clips. It feels no. It feels, it feels very. It feels specifically un, you know, like useless for me. You know. Unfortunate, very unfortunate. 
Goldberg met his wife doing Santa Slay. My God. Oh, yes, I remember that being a conversation. Dwayne produced, indeed. Um, the Von Erichs movie will be interesting, right? I don't know how, like, what the scope of that is, or what the budget is, or whatever. I know that Efron is signed on, which seems to be a suggestion it's going to be relatively big. I honestly think the Von Erich story is crazy enough, dude. That's, like, marketed correctly. That could be a heavy hitter, I think. I don't know anything about the production. So, but, like, whatever the Von Erichs do, is it limited? I don't know what it is. I genuinely don't know. But whatever it is, there are a lot of people that do not know that story, and that is one of the craziest stories ever you if you frame that story for a certain lens you can absolutely convince yourself that thing was fucking cursed you know now if you use your brain you can also you know kind of figure out the actual core centrally you know issues but um yeah you, you, you can talk yourself into some weird shit when it comes to the von erics you know i mean even gino he's not even in the family but god i mean world class was like a it was brutal Absolute brutal. I think Eddie Guerrero as a heel versus Sean would have ruled. Um, I think, yes, it would have been, you know, it would have been spectacular, whatever, whichever which way you do it. And I know that's planned for WrestleMania right the year, you know, before, before he passed, it was supposed to be the year after. Um, I can't help but feel it would have been I'm now struggling with the with the babyface heel dynamic here. I kind of think there's an argument that you know Sean is like a real dickhead would have been something because I love Eddie's fire as a babyface, especially in the time where this match would have happened. But uh, he's probably with Eddie as the heel. Yeah, I mean it's an awesome match regardless. Like we all overstate the Sean stuff is a bit. I don't love the guy by any means. I think part of that's, you know, a lot of us are pushing back on the narrative that he's the best wrestler to ever live. It's like a instinctual overcorrection. But if he wrestled Eddie Greer at WrestleMania, it was probably going to be fucking spectacular, you know? I mean, anywhere, but WrestleMania was obviously like a very specific thing for him in his career that, that was was always an event, an event in itself. So it's a shame we didn't get it. Obviously, that's the least of anyone's worries. We lost the guy, but. It's yeah. It's definitely a um, one we missed out on for sure. Yeah, I agree. Eddie could have been more physical, especially like you know down the stretch there. He could have um, he could have kind of bullied Sean in there, which would have been fun. Christian Bale's Fritz. I love the thing. I love our bit of just casting Christian Bale in every motion picture. You know, it's good shit. I, I respect it. It's consistent. You know. Um, who's what is Roman Reigns working the the loop this weekend? I just saw a picture of him. Yeah, I'm intrigued. All right, hold up, folks. We're gonna get reports from last night's WWF house shows. Hold the phone. The World Wrestling Federation. Here we go. We head to Kingston. Ontario, Canada. In the opening match, Alexa Bliss and Asuka defeated Bailey and Dakota Kai. They did a little switcheroo on this uh, tag match business. Alexa and Asuka uh, versus Bailey and Dakota is obviously not the 
the match we're, we're getting tomorrow. Tonight they did that match and they switched Bailey with EO tonight. So this was like a kind of weird one-off. But Bailey's first match back in a year, over a year. Her first match in front of fans in like 30 months, right? Um, out there with Dakota for a tag. I'm sure it was a fun time. Finn Balor and Mustafa Ali. It's a good show so far. Dana Brooke, Nikki A.S.H. and Tamina for the 24-7 title. You get what you get, I suppose. Fury and Dolph. Sure. Profits and Alpha Academy. That'd probably be good. Bianca and EO ending a DQ. EO said no y'all. And the main event, Street Fight, Riddle, and Seth Frickin' Rollins. Freakin' Rollins. That's not a bad lineup, actually. Now let's have a look at what's happening on the other side of the fence. Those pieces of shit on SmackDown. What have they got? Gaza and Humberto. Over. Butch and Ridge Holland. Natalia over Shotzi. Gunter over Shinsuke. Ricochet over Happy Corbin in a no disqualification match. Sami Zayn over Madcap Moss. I bet they booed the fuck out of Madcap in Canada. Ronda and Shayna over Aaliyah and Liv. My God, heels, heels, heels. There's been a lot of heels here. And then Roman Reigns to close it out. Defends against Drew and Sheamus. There's a good brother Chalks in the chat. It's a strong main event. The SmackDown undercard is, um, well, you know, you get what you get, I suppose. All right. What else we got here? Who plays Mike? I don't know. <laughs> Joe, what is Oracle's favorite anime? Um, probably like one of the slower ones, I'd imagine. You know? But one of the less popular ones, because if it was too popular, there'd be like lore and there'd be like a whole fan culture that Oracle present. So, you know. Have you done an AEW depth chart on stream before? I have. Do you want to do another one? Let's fucking do it. Here we go. Right? This is only active wrestlers. We're going to do this as a team. We're going to do this together. We're going to do this as a family. All right? I'm going to say babyface. You want to say the top babyface in AEW who's active right now. Active right now. AEW. The top babyface in the promotion is whom? Put in the chat. And I will type here. All right. It's Punk or Moxley for sure. What's our vote? Mox, Mox. Mox, is that Moxley's going to be it? Yes, Moxley. All right. I think there's a real argument for Punk, but he was such a dick this week that, like, it's very hard to kind of... Okay. So Mox, and then do we put Punk in it too, or do we put Punk as a heel? Shall we, what do you think, chat? Tell me what you think. What would you rather us do? Punk's not really here with me. The crowd tried seeing Punk and he said he loved being back and he made they made him smile and I don't think we can list him as a heel. Anyone stops through Great Britain? There you go. Yeah, Punk may be a heel eventually, but he's a face right now, you know. 
All right, let's put Punk in it too. And we'll, we'll, the reason for that is that Moxley's been active and he's kind of the baby face of the narrative. All right. Who's free, Kenny or Brian or someone else? Who we got in the free seed? Babyface. Brian is a babyface now, folks. Okay, what fucking tunnel he walks out of? He's a babyface. So the heel side is going to be very funny when we get there. But it's Brian or Kenny. I think it's probably... Okay, but here's the thing. you got to remember this. This is important. Adam Cole has never said, man, I came out of a game face on and you guys cheer and make me so happy. I've missed you all so much. Like, Punk's a baby face for, for now. For now. Um, looks like Ken's the winner here. All right. Yeah, I think Kenny's a baby face. Because the Bucks have turned baby face, right? So. Right, we've got Kenny at three, Danielson at four. Right. Who we got then? Because this is where it gets hard, because there's like a whole clog of guys now. Because you got Wardlow, Darby, Eddie, fucking the other guys I'm forgetting. Absolutely not. I hate that tunnel shit, brother. Hangman still works there. Good call. It's Hangman next, right? Hangman next? Looks like it's Hangman. Four four votes for Hangman. I said King. I said him in the middle. I don't know what's up with King. Um, I think it's good on that front. Weird. Now remember, this is the depth chart in terms of the way they're used. This is not necessarily openness. I think this is actually right. Genuinely. I think this is actually the truth. I think it's Hangman next. I think Hangman next. I think that's actually spot on. Does anyone have a major gripe what don't have an ant got here? Because I'm willing to roll with that. I think that's probably the right way right now. Joe's office chair is breaking. Joe in the chat, not mine. <laughs> Claudio, fuck. Uh, Samaya Joe's not active, so we can dodge that bullet for now. Pack, I don't know what the fuck we're going to pack. I don't think Claudio is necessarily above these fellas yet. I don't know if Eddie's above Wardlow. Monty, I really don't. I'd love to say he is, but I don't know, man. I really don't. Sting, we're going to leave off because he's never wrestled with singles. Hangman's active in the literal sense that he's not, like, not on TV. The fact that he doesn't wrestle is another gripe for another day. Right, I'm making an executive decision that we're going to go Eddie... At seven, Darby at eight. We're actually going to slot Claudio in between Eddie and Darby. I've made this executive decision because apparently no one in the office can have a fucking depth chart and figure out this is why it's this is why you have an issue with guys like Sammy being on you know being on the Bay pay per view card, which you might not even be on anymore. But Jay Lee for whoever, it's because they're so lopsided, it's bizarre. Um. Is Miro next? 
or Shamira be higher? I've got Moxley Punk, Kenny Danielson, Hangman Wardlow, Eddie Claudio Derby. Miro then? And again, this is not like personal preference. This is like the way they're used on TV. How they're protected, what they do, how featured they are, so on and so forth. Miro's not on that much. I think Miro's next. You could argue he's above Derby. I think he probably is, but he's so seldom on the show. Jungle Boy, I'd say he's 11th. I don't know. This is why this is why hierarchy is, I think, an issue for AEW, because I don't really know. Because, like, you're right, he's involved in a major feud, but that feels like a very difficult thing to, to kind of judge on, you know, because of how, like, inconsistent they are on that front. Oh, God, Orange Cassidy's higher than a lot of these guys, man. Orange is above Claudio, I think. Well, no, it's not carried away. Is Orange above Derby? Orange or Derby, chat. Orange or Derby, who's higher? Now, again, their usage, the way they're used on TV. Orange. Orange again. All right. Is orange above Claudio? Claudio or orange chat? We got. Orange or Claudio? Who we got chat? New, new. Claudio. Fuck. We get to Ricky Starks in a second. Yeah, I'm torn on this because Orange doesn't win a lot, but he's like Claudio's also not like he's not wrestled enough to lose a lot, you know? So let's put Orange in behind Eddie, right? Moxley Punk, Omega Danielson, Hangman Wardlow, Eddie, Orange, Claudio Derby. Miro Jungle Boy. I'm making an executive decision. I'm putting Jungle Boy above Miro. Miro's not been on the TV show enough. All right. Um, okay. Miro's at 12. Is Ricky Starks above any of the names I just said? Or is he 13? Which, firstly, this should absolutely be a top 10, but, you know, what are you going to do? Is Ricky Starks above Miro? Is he above Jungle Boy? Where do we put him here? I mean, I mean, it's very hard. He's just turned, so I don't really want to. I don't want to like get carried away. But Miro has been on the TV saying frequently. I mean, it's just insane. He's tell. Why did they bring him back as a babyface? I just don't understand it. He's thirteen. I don't know, Monty. I mean, I know what you're getting at, but you got to like, you got to think like, who is he really beat? You know, what I mean, he's, he's Ricky's so new; it's hard to get a read on how high they are on him. I think I managed to put him at 13. To be honest, yeah. Oh, now I'm confused. Right, I'm putting him above Miro. Fuck it. Right, he's 13. Fine. All right. Who else we got? <clears throat> Utah. Someone said Utah. We'll put Utah in at 14. I'm not putting him above any of these guys because 
he doesn't have the caliber of wins in terms of like the way they're not not it's a shoot. What I mean is, you know, the way they they handle him. He's not a guy who wins in these sort of matches. You was at fourteen. Is there anyone else? Anyone else that we need to talk about before we wrap this up? Um, Hook. We're going to have Hook at 15 if you would like. We'll have Hook at 15. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> One second. Let me, let me blow my nose here and we'll come back and do the heels. This will be the real challenge. Okay. Penta and Phoenix, are, they're just the Lucha Bros. It's fine. Pac, he's, he don't care. He don't wrestle in the promotion enough. That's a rule I've made up because I've had enough of this. All right, Hill. Top here with AEW is whom? I think it's pretty obvious, but who do you guys think is? For now, I remember active, so. It's Jericho, right? Yeah. It's Jericho. Ari Davari. Okay. Jericho. Crokey's TV broke again. It can't be Punk yet. He's got to turn first, man. He's a dick, but he's got to turn first. Jericho. Christian second. Who's second? I think it's Christian. Which, immediately, I'm sorry, but that's, you know. I don't know, man. I don't know if you need the 2005 Raw Heels leading the way, but what do I know? Malachi is really hard, man. Because I mean you're wrong, but, like, he wrestles so infrequently, partly because of the injury he's been battling, but. He's just hard to gauge. I mean, Christian doesn't wrestle either, but he's cutting promos every week live, you know. It's hard. I think it's Christian. I see Christian most in the chat. Like, Malachi at two just feels nuts because it's like, it feels like he, doesn't, he hasn't done a lot in the promotion, you know. All right, who's our pick for two? Everyone just put their vote for number two in, in chat. Heel, number two heel. I think, it's, I think we've decided it's Christian, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. Number two heel is who? I don't think it's Lexi right now, but maybe eventually. Christian Cage. All right, Christian. I agree. Okay. Cole is inactive. Yes, Ben. Um, where do we go now? This is, this is like, I don't disagree with Malachi now because I don't know who else it could be. I think it probably is him. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, Lethal loses too much. He's he's on the board, but he's, this is higher. Like, I think it's got to be guys that are protected, you know? There ain't many of them, but I think, you know. Satnam. Yeah, I think the Elite's babyface because, Adam Cole beat them up and therefore turned the Young Bucks de facto babyface. Oh my God, man. This is, uh, I'm sorry, but this is outrageous. 
like I can't fathom being internally working in the promotion and not someone putting a hand up and being like, guys, what are we doing here? It's, I think it's Malachi because he's protected. This is a fucking state. I'm sorry, this is outrageous. Like, what the fuck are we doing here? Just have some balls and turn one of these fuckers. The, the third baby face. Danielson's not in the top three on the baby face side. This is insane. Why have they done this themselves? This is like the most bizarre shooting oneself in the foot ever. And the thing is, you look at the size, I don't even know who I'm... And you can tell Punk, Danielson's kind of fucked because he's in the Backpool Combat Club, so he wants to be healed but won't be. Miro coming back, he's like bonkers, him though as a baby face, you know? Listen, I agree with this, brother, but who the fuck else are we putting it free? I mean, Jay Leaf was on a lot, but he loses all the time on TV. Like, he's not protected in any way, you know? It ain't an actual, you know, good third. It's just the best we can do. Hobbs is difficult because he doesn't, again, it's like the track record is so limited for whatever reason. Yeah, I, for sure. Like, you know, MJF and Cole's a killer, but even if you, like, put them on here, it's not as strong as the other side. They've also been without, you know, both those guys for, like, three months. And the more you look at this, the more you kind of think, the more you kind of think, like, you know, maybe you should turn Swerve Hill, but what do I know? I'm sweating bullets, lads, for this year. Brody King. Is next. Is Brody King next? Is is there an argument that Brody King is now simply above Malachi? Because <laughs> he wrestles singles matches. <laughs> Malachi has wrestled one singles match, I think, this year, and it was against Penta. <laughs> I don't fucking know, lads. <laughs> we got four. Everyone just put their vote for four. Just put your vote for number four in the chat now, and then we'll try and figure out who the consensus is. There's an argument for Jade, but we'll do the women's division afterwards. Um, fuck, Brody's actually above Malachi, folks. Man, I love Andrade. In an ideal world, yes. But I... They, he is not treated that well on their TV, I don't think, at all. Him coming back in the Battle Royal and just getting thrown out, I thought was very telling in terms of where he's at. He's a mid-card guy. Like, I don't think he should be. I think he's, you know, incredibly talented fella, but he's... I think I agree with that. I, mean, I think Roosh is above him. I really do. I think Brody was the consensus. We have Malachi above Brody. So we'll do Brody at four. And then do we go, like, who like who was the next highest votes? Hobbs, Roosh. Um, I'm trying to be betting the Fed this time, actually. I have no idea, brother. No idea. I don't know what that dude's, you know, I don't know what his uh, motivation is. He strikes me a guy who just likes to wrestle. So it really depends how much he's wrestling. I think that could frustrate him. Oh, fuck. It's Sammy next. All right, Christ, I'm waiting. This is horse shit. 
Sammy's at five. All right, fine. Let's do Rush and Andrade. Everyone fine with that? And then Garcia. How does everyone feel about that? Sammy, Rouge, Andrade, Garcia. How does everyone feel about that? Yeah, number one was Jericho, Crokey. QT is great his job, definitely. Would rather he not come up in this conversation, but he's very good at his job. Who the fuck are we going with next? We're at nine. The last time we got to 15, we didn't even do pack. And as Don't Have that just said, Garcia's about to turn. <laughs> Oh. 2.0 is we're gonna do we'll do tags in a second. Lance Archer. You're right, Garcia did beat Danielson. That's true. Yeah, that's actually a good point. Is Garcia five? What do you reckon? Monty said, pack it in. Why is Monty... Monty's just watching this in bed, fucking kicking his shit out of me. <laughs> right, Sammy or Garcia. Chat, just split those two for me, please. Sammy or Garcia. Again, this is their use, it's not our fandom, because obviously that's a very different question. The only thing I'd say about Garcia is like... The Danielson win was legitimately like his first TV win. So, in a singles match. So, I'll keep that slightly in mind, but, you know, it's a fan vote. Looks like it's going to be Garcia. That's close. Um, oh, I don't know. I'm leaving it as it is. I've made an executive decision. It's close. Garcia's the pick, but I'm not. I, I can't. I, I while I'm with it, I need to see a follow up. I need to see a follow up, man. He he. He's only won one single match on TV. I know it was a big one, but I don't know. Sammy's more established. I think it's Sammy. We're gonna leave it as it is. Should we stop there with the hillside? Or should we piece together a couple more? Archer's not active right now, so we can't list him. Um, who else even is there? Ethan? Is Ego next? Lethal's actually Lethal's on it. I think Lethal's probably above fucking. They'll put Lethal next because I can't cope with putting him in there, any above any of these people. We'll put Ego after Ethan. That's our 10. I ain't doing any more of that. That's that give me a headache. Jericho, Christian, Malachi, Brody, Sammy, Roosh, Andrade, Garcia, Lethal, Ego. That ain't accurate, but that's what we're going to go with, right? The woman's division. Okay. Hobbs. Fuck Hobbs. Jesus Christ. Um, Hobbs can go where Ego is. Hobbs, I don't think Hobbs can be that much higher than that because Hobbs hasn't actually like done anything as a singles for a long time. He's above Ethan Page, but I don't know about that. Um, the women's division. Who's the top baby face in the women's division? <laughs> Who we got, folks? Who we got? 
Is it Rosa? Rosa has gone out to a lead here. <coughs> it's Rosa or Tony, right? I think it's Rosa, but I don't think that'll be the case soon. I think she's going to tell him. But we'll do Rosa and then we'll do Storm. Do we agree with this? Where do we stand on Athena at three? Where do we stand, folks? Where do we stand? Athena at three after Tony at two. Yeah, that's right. I would then say Ruby, right? It's got to be Ruby next. I think. Like, I mean, as much as Ruby's beat, they beat the shit out of her. She still sort of circles the television scene. I mean, most of these people are never on TV. She had on it a lot, but she sort of vaguely appears when they need to want to get the shit kicked out of an Eddie Kingston match. I think Ruby's next, guys. What do we think of four? Yeah, they definitely do. They kick the shit out of poor Ruby, but I just don't know who else she can. Mercedes, Sheeta, Riho. They're like the next clog of names. The Sheeta and Riho thing is... I, they legitimately don't feel like they work there anymore. Like, honestly. We're being just, you know. Madison Rain. I would do Mercedes at five. We'll do Sheeta at six. When was the last time Riho wrestled in AEW? Sheeta's been around. I don't know if Riho has. Does anyone know? Yeah. Willow at four? I don't know, man. Willow's hardly. She's like very, very new. Um, yeah, Riho's hurt, I think, or something like that. All right, Riho's not there. So Sheeta at six. <clears throat> and then Madison. In the seventh seed. Okay, Madison at seven. Um... You know what I mean? Tough. Very difficult. Very, very, very difficult. Willow at eight. Does Willow like... Has Willow been on the shows consistently? I'm not even doing this, but I genuinely am now like perplexed that it's Willow. I, I feel like I've hardly seen Willow. I mean, she fucking rules, but it's like, is she on the shows a lot? I mean, not that any of these people are, I guess. I guess, yeah, Willow could be next. Who thinks next, guys? Just put your, put your answer in next. For the eight spot, I believe it is, right? <coughs> the eight seed. Who we got? I think Abaddon's on TV enough. She's very protected on dark, though. She's one of the funniest records in the whole promotion. They wish, brother. They wish. Who we got, guys? <laughs> Um, don't let me make an executive decision on the eight seed. Emmy's a heel. Bro, it can't be Sky Blue. Surely. <laughs> Sky Blue gets the shit kicked out of it. She can't be in the top ten, surely. I've never seen Sky Blue win, I don't think. 
I think Willow's next, which I think is very scary because I feel like I've not seen Willow on their TV show at all, but maybe I'm forgetting stuff. Is Sky 9? This is not a knock on Sky Blues because it's the way she presents it. I feel like she just gets beat up by everyone. All right. Abaddon can be 10. That's fine. I don't mind that. I mean, it's ridiculous because Abaddon hasn't been on TV since fucking Halloween, but these are the games we play. Um, all right. That's your top 10. Okay. That was Rosa, Storm, Athena, Ruby, Mercedes, Sheeta, Madison, <laughs> Willow, Sky, and Avatar. <laughs> All right, <laughs> what do you say? Works for me, I haven't got no alternatives. The heels, who is the top heel in the AEW Women's Division? Is it Jade or is it Britt? Who we got, folks? Let's give a, let's give a shootout on this one. Jade or Britt? I think it's, I think it's Britt, actually, but I think Jade will win it on the vote. I still think Britt is, like, so central to their their brand, you know? So you're right, she's more protected, Jade is, but I think Brit is fucking, she's always, she was so present, you know. It looks like Jade's the consensus here. Well, no, actually, there's five. One, two, three. It's tired, it looks like to me. That's unfortunate. Monty said Brit within Brit. Brit at one, Jade at two. Who's free, Jamie? Who's in the free seed? Joey Jamie, right? I'd like to put Deeb in here, but she's really fallen off TV since her pay-per-view program, unfortunately. She's probably four. Ty Conti is a good heel, but she is legitimately rest of one match as a heel, so she's going to fall, unfortunately. I mean, she can't fall too far because there's no other fucking women, but, she, you know, she'll fall. She's further than she probably should. I think so, for example, like, just based on the fact that Deeb's had like a title program as a heel, I feel like she's above Tyre, who's been just a valet, which is fine. I mean, but it's that's my read on it. Um, Jules is legitimately probably coming up, which is outrageous. Uh, yeah, I love Nyla. She's never on the TV show. It's probably like, is Tyre next after Deeb? I've got Deeb at four. Honestly, that might be a stretch. Who we got, Tyre or Deeb? Because chat's going to split on this. I don't want to talk for anyone. Is is um, Ty or Deeb in next? Looks like Ty's going to win this to me. She just doesn't wrestle at all. But I guess Deeb's never on TV, so. Penelope's back, so we'll get her in here shortly. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Ty's above Serena, it looks like. Is Anna Jay above Ty? Because Anna Jay is like she beat Ruby, so like how do we do? How do we piece that together? What do we do with Anna Jay? As fucking fly! I'm struggling enough here. Okay, Anna's not okay. Right, fine. Is Anna above Serena Deep? Trying to figure this out here, folks. Is that is Anna J above Serena Deeb? 
Yes. Anna is five. I swear to fucking God. Do you, does this piece of shit not realize that I'm trying to do a fucking... Leave me alone, man. I'm trying to rank heels in the AEW Women's Division. It's hard work, right? Piece of shit. Anyway. As I was saying. Who is next? We have got Britt. We've got Jade. We've got Jamie. Ty. Anna. And I've got Serena at six, but the chat seems down on Serena D because she may have not been on the TV show for three months. So without mind, who we got? Who next? I'd love to say Nyla Rose, but she is absent from television by every time. Unless they need to lose a title match. I swear to God, these things go. It's going to be a sudden fate in a minute. Kira Hogan. Oh, I can't be Kira, can I? Um, chat's fucking had enough of it. I've packed in. I'm gonna stay in the chat. It's fucking just an absolute tatters. Is there like? Oh, I don't fucking know. Did, did you ever have problems when you were working together? Never, ever, ever. No. Okay. No, the only problem we ever had once was we were in, uh, gosh, down here in Pennsylvania at this place called uh, The Lagoon, just off by, down from the airport. It's a, a hotel and a restaurant and a big bar out on the, out on the pier. We were having a wrestling show there. And Bunny and I were out doing our Polaroid photos. And it's a funny story, but it's nothing personal. I don't hold it against him. If I did, I'd tell him, I'd let me have the money back. My Polaroids were not working that night, so I had taken about 15 of them. And people started coming back, wanting me to redo them or give them a refund. Well, my film was all gone. It was none of it was any good. Mm -hmm. So I said, i tell you what I'll do. I'll be back at intermission, and I'll redo them. And Bundy said, oh, man, why don't you go ahead and give those people back their money? You know that films of shits. I said, they, they walked away. I said, you shut the fuck up. Because that was really, that was none of his business to say anything. But in intermission, I had my match before intermission. I got in the car and left. I didn't give a refund to anybody. Fuck them. <laughs> Lest we... <laughs> That's good shit. That was unfortunate, that depth chart segment, wasn't it? It's what it is, guys, you know? You know, you ask, you say something, why is Jay Lethal on this show? I was like, well, they've got no heels. And they're going to turn everyone babyface, and all of us keep pitching an MJF babyface turn. And... You get what you get, I suppose. All right, well, we should probably wind down, right? I guess I don't fucking know. Oh, I don't know. I'm not doing the tags after that. We'll do that another time. I promised we would do it, but I'm not doing it now. I mean, that's that was honestly haunting. I, I don't think I'm going to be able to sleep tonight, to be quite frankly. The depth charts are bad because it shows a lack of foresight. It shows a lack of understanding of the big picture. And it's 
the result of week to week short attention span professional wrestling. Very good week to week short attention span professional wrestling. But you sometimes need to take a step back and say, lads, we go 20 deep on the babyface side and four deep on the heel side. Maybe we shouldn't turn this fella babyface. Or, lads, you know this this wrestling roster of ours? Yeah. Well, um, you know how, like, it's probably the best wrestling roster ever? Yeah, I know what you mean. So, would you say that considering that, we should probably strive to not have our top two heels be Christian Cage and Chris Jericho? Be a good idea, yeah. But that's an issue with you know, when you don't bring people in an angle and instead they come in, it's just like a new signing to get a graphic. That's an issue. What do I know? Um, anyway, any other questions, anything else, or should we should we take it home? Because we've been on it for a long time for some reason. I don't really know why or when that happened. This fly is kicking the shit out. I'm going to beat the fuck out of it. Look at it. Taunting me. I'm doing a podcast here, you piece of shit. Is the bird on tomorrow? No bird on Mondays. It's Monday, you know what that means, no but Should be on Tuesday. Wednesday, I've got something to do. And then I don't know where I'm at. The bird is like a is a thing that I really enjoy doing. Preparing for the bird is challenging when I am not in the, my, my best, um, when I'm not in my best sort of, you know, state. <laughs> it could be, it can be very, it could be somewhat challenging. Shoot said something to me last night that I thought was very poignant. Poignant is too strong word. I was always right. I was accurate. He said, our audience doesn't want to see us do proper shows. They want to hang out. And I was like, there's something to be said for that. You know? There is. There's something to be said for that. I know it's right. I believe it. But I don't want to speak for anyone. But I think there's something to be said for that. So we're trying to be more loose, and I'm kind of just hopping on here when I when I got some time, and I don't know, man. I mean, I, we're just we're in a weird spot. We're kind of transforming again, and we do this a lot. But the way I'm currently seeing it is kind of like a it's more community, it's more loose. There are still proper shows that we love doing that we'll do, like the Green Grab. But I think we're going to do you know World Class Fridays will be one of them. Historical Oracle, like it doesn't mean we won't get rid of them, but we won't do them. I should say, but. Like, I didn't think there was a time when we were striving to, like, have a schedule because it's, like, you can kind of lock stuff in. And I've increasingly realized that I think our audience likes the kind of impromptu, loose nature of our content. Um, so so there's that. So, I mean, you know, I'll still do reviews and stuff. In terms of journey shows, I owe everyone a Princess Cup review. Tokyo Princess Cup. So I'm going to do that at some point this week. Probably, I'll probably do that on Tuesday. Um, so... There'll still be stuff for like pop under reviews. I just don't know long term if the Burt will be a thing or not. As much as I enjoy it, it's you know difficult with some of the other ideas I have when I'm you know kind of being loose. Like tomorrow night, I'm going to be on here again to do the Raw watch along again because I want to do that you know the women's tag match on the air, and that'd be a good time. So we're going to do that, and then you know just like. 
just see it, see how it goes, let it play out and, and try and figure out what we're going to do. It's like we're in a very different spot right now, I think, in terms of the way we're approaching this. Like a lot of watch-along stuff, a lot of hangout stuff, a lot of just like this, just, you know, what's on right now. Let's react to it. Um, when the draft happens, we're going to react to all those episodes live so we can do what we just did depth chart-wise when it happens. That would be really fun. And just kind of, you know, see if people like it or not. If not, we'll still try and do some of the other stuff so that it's not like, you know, a transformation. But I don't think there's something to be said for it. I think our biggest strength is that we're just sort of dudes and that's also like a massive weakness in the sense that we're just fucking – bunch of boring dudes who could possibly care but you know for now we'll use it as a strength and we'll see how we get on we'll see all right i appreciate this very very much i i intend to do match reviews still i'm passionate about match reviews not because i'm good at them because i'm passionate about the idea of them i'm passionate about where they are in the space does anyone have an iwtv subscription eddie kingston's about to wrestle Anyone got an IWTV subscription? Because we could watch Eddie Kingston wrestle. Hold up. I don't want to watch something that no one else in the world is going to be able to watch. <laughs> Pop. Fair. Um... Well, you know, fair. Respect respect that response. I'll watch that another time. Um, all right. I appreciate you fellas for coming on here. Very impromptu once again. Tomorrow night, we'll do Raw. Um, yeah, that's all right, mate. I, you know, I... As you know, I'm very lucky in the sense that I don't I don't particularly enjoy the taste of boots, so I don't mind lashing out on occasion. It's fun. Um, tomorrow, I think the only show is going to be the Raw Grinnell Law. I think. I could change that, but I think that's what I'm going to do. I think I'm going to just do a Raw Grinnell Long review, um, Grinnell Long show, whatever the fuck, uh, tomorrow night. Tuesday, the Burt should be back. Um... Tuesday night, Fed Dead Redemption and Grin Grappler. Stan Hansen is our wrestler this month, which Bob was very mad about. Wednesday, the Burke cannot happen on Wednesday, even I wanted it to. Um, and then in the evening, we're going to do the Dynamite pre-show, post-show thing that we've, we did last week. The Grin on Thursday is a SummerSlam 2002 Grin Along, because that is what Bob requested before we moved to Thursdays, and I'm not fucking him over on that. We're going to do it. And then Friday, whatever the hell was happening on Friday. I don't know. All right. Appreciate you, fellas. Or folks, I should say. Uh, Bob has not seen the Big Lebowski. We still need to schedule that. We scheduled it, and then it couldn't happen. So that will happen at some point. Maybe that will be a Friday show. I don't know. All right. Have a good evening, folks. Is anyone to raid? Actually, before I do this, is anyone to raid? Is there anyone to raid? Is there anyone that I can uh, that I can raid and share this wonderful audience with? Or am I simply going to be a piece of shit and, and waste it? By the way, Ben gave out five community subs. I didn't say that. Did I? Ben, five subs. If Ben gave you a sub, thank him. He does that very much. Very often. 
Great brother, great brother is Ben. No way Jose just showed up at the dark tapings. We're at 70 subscribers. Thank you, Ben. You got 70. We did it. 70 subscribers. Ah, it's all caps with three exclamation points and then 100 in red as in keep it 100. Hey, Rob, Kevin Nash. Yeah, I'm upset too, man. Ron was one of my favorite guys to watch on TV. Also, plus he's a buddy of mine. I uh, I don't know what the hell's going on there, but uh, if you can get rid of the the monster, I guess that nobody's safe, right? Or maybe that's the whole reason they got rid of him. I don't know. Anyway, uh, just a pep talk, man. You know, just gotta. I'm rooting for Orton now. Orton's my new is my new guy. So, I guess that's all I can say. Uh, and uh, we'll see you through the week. I'll see you through the window. My grandfather used to say that. See you, cracker. Peace. Fucking amazing. All right. Appreciate you guys. I'm not going to do the outro video because everyone knows. Have a good evening. I'll see you all. For some raw grins tomorrow night. Keep grinning. All hell.